You're listening to Fit Girl, your guide to getting in shape, the podcast dedicated to helping you separate fact from fiction in fitness. Stop struggling and learn what really works to get the body you want and keep it. For more details about this podcast and other episodes, visit fitgirlpodcast.com. This is podcast episode number 257. In this episode, things you can and cannot control this holiday season, how important is stretching, and the top 10 tips to survive holiday eating. First of all, I'm going to warn you if you hear any strange noises during this podcast, it is most likely due to my dog uh, snoring. Um, She can get kind of loud sometimes, so that's what that is. And if you want to see what she looks like, she is on Instagram. Uh, Her name is at BellyRubGirl, because she is obsessed with belly rubs. And uh, she also has her own YouTube channel, of course. All you have to do is search Peewee, one word, the dog. So P-E-E-W-E-E, the dog. And she actually has workouts of her own out there on YouTube. So you might enjoy doing some of those with her. Her most recent one is a plyometric interval workout. Pretty amazing for a 17-year-old dog. So definitely check it out and like it because that will make her very happy. All right, so this episode, it is November. It's the week of Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness. So there's a lot of things going on. I know a lot of people are probably hectic running around, might not even have a chance to listen to this before Thanksgiving, but hopefully you do because there's some good things that can help you out. Think of this episode as your holiday survival guide. And in this survival guide, we're kind of focusing on stress and how to help reduce it so that you can actually enjoy the holiday season and stay on track for your fitness goals. And speaking of goals, there's a survey on the fitgirlpodcast.com site that you can click on to kind of help yourself define your goals. And it might be a good starting step for a lot of you. Um, Obviously, we're going to go into some of that in the new year, but it's always better to get a good idea or at least narrow it down a bit before that happens. There's always a lot of stress around the holiday season. We always have a lot of commitments. We're already busy to begin with. Throw into that our exercise routine being thrown off and our eating not being the same as usual. And that causes not only stress to your mindset, but to your body as a whole. And that can make you extra tired. And then you might do things like eat sugary foods or whatever to wake you up. And here we go into a downward spiral before we even get to the end of the year. So we're going to begin with motivation or how you can control things. And actually, there's going to be a lot more detail on this on the Strong and Powerful podcast because that really is the fitness makeover workshop called Gaining Control, which helps you not only with mindset, but understanding what you can control and what you can't. And that is a big aspect of stress. And a lot of times we put it on ourselves. We stress because there are things that we cannot control that we think we can. And of course, there are certainly those things that we can, such as leaving a little earlier to get someplace or being better prepared. But sometimes there's just circumstances that are out of your control completely. And putting it in perspective is going to change the amount of stress associated with it. So start looking for these little opportunities to recognize what you can control in reality and what you cannot control. So for example, yeah, maybe you left early to go to work, but there was an accident. You can't control that. So perspective being, this is going to suck because I'm going to be late, but there's nothing you can do. 
So that's part of trying to release a little bit of the stress away from blaming yourself. Oh, I should have left earlier. Well, you did leave earlier. So, you know, you could sit here and pile on many different ways to make it your fault, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is to know that, you know what, some things are just out of your control and that's okay. But there's a lot of things that are in your control and things such as what you put in your mouth, how much exercise you do, um, how you view different events. These are all things that your mindset can control. Now, sometimes the mindset gets away from you and it thinks, oh my goodness, family gathering and boom, all those red flags go off because you don't get along with aunt so-and-so or the last time you saw a cousin, what's his name? You know, it wasn't good or whatever the case may be. I mean, hopefully it's not like that. Hopefully everybody's all lovey-lovey, but you know, the, you never know. Um, and if that does cause you stress getting together with family, then you know that already. You know that going in. So you don't need to say, okay, I'm going to mindlessly eat so that um, nobody can talk to me. That's not something that you usually think of, and yet it might be something that you do. So in the same respect, you can go in with a plan, a plan of what you're going to do if you run into somebody that maybe you don't want to talk to or you know, someone that um, talks too much to you, um, different things that don't necessarily revolve around food. Because like anything that you do, if you don't have a plan, you're just going to plan to fail. But in this case, it could be very detrimental if you drink too much or eat too much. And if you tend to beat yourself up when you're not doing well with your exercise or your eating plan. The first thing obviously is looking at what you can control versus what you cannot control. The second thing would be preparing yourself with some sort of plan. And sometimes you might have maybe one or two parties in the same week. And maybe your plan is that, you know what, with this party, I'm going to stay really good and just have healthy choices. And then on this party, I'm going to let myself have a few desserts or maybe one dessert or whatever the case may be, but some sort of splurge that you wouldn't normally do. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to stuff your face or splurge on every single part of the meal. Let's just assume that there's hors d'oeuvres, main meal, and dessert. So you can kind of pick and choose and decide which things you're going to have that might be a splurge for you. Again, planning ahead so that you go in knowing that, hey, yeah, I'm going to have something that I probably wouldn't normally have. And in the same respect, let's say they have that piece of pie that you're just dying to have because it's your favorite and you haven't had it all year, but you said you weren't going to splurge on this day. Well, you know, maybe you go ahead and splurge. You know, it's not the end of the world. Now, if it's something that you can get any time, then yeah, don't, don't do it. It's just not worth it. You've already made that commitment to yourself. But if it's one of those rare things like, you know, uh, uh, Auntie Memmi's uh, lemon bread, then, you know, enjoy it because you can't get it all the time. Of course, the same thing holds true for your exercise plan. Have a plan. Uh, you may not have your regular schedule. You might not even be able to get to the gym because of COVID or because of your schedule, but making sure that you have some way to get a little bit of that outlet, a little bit of exercise, whether it's just going outside or if it's indoors doing some squats and some push-ups, just something to keep your body active and also to appease your mind so that you don't beat yourself up over the fact that maybe you're missing one workout or something you're still getting your body moving. And you might even try something completely different and do uh, a yoga class online. 
As a matter of fact, Quick Fit Club has some short videos that are free and you can just go on and do them. One of them is the signature stretch, which is the stretch I use at the end of most of my classes when I instruct. And it's just a nice, gentle lower body stress, stretch, sorry, to relieve stress, um, especially from the lower back and the hips and all that good stuff. So there's always something that you can do and just remind yourself that, you know what? This is a little bit of time for me just to make sure my body stays moving because, you know, you're, you're still going to have your body at the end of the holiday season. You just don't want it to be a complete wreck because it's all tight from stress and then a little bit weaker from not working out. And sometimes, I don't know, I get tight if I don't work out. So, you know, you might be the same way. It could be doubly tight. So again, sometimes just a little bit, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you can get in can make a huge difference. And I know you've heard me say before that, you know, just parking as far away as you can when you go shopping or go anywhere is always an easy way to get a little bit of exercise in. I find it easy to park far away because I can never remember where I parked. So by parking either in the same place all the time, which is usually far away because it's easier to get that same spot, um, I can get a little bit of extra exercise and also just a little bit of just quiet time or maybe thinking time as you're taking the extra couple minutes to walk to wherever you're going. Now, I know some of you are probably saying, well, that's great because you're in Florida, but you know, here in Wisconsin, we are freezing our butts off. Well, okay, then think of it this way. How much harder does your body have to work to warm itself up between the time you leave your car and get to wherever you're going? So if your body is taking more time to heat itself up, or if it has to work harder, well, you're probably boosting your metabolism just a little bit. And even if that's not the truth, you are boosting your metabolism by walking really fast from one place to another. Because I assume if it's cold outside, you're probably walking a little faster than we would here in Florida where it's nice and warm. So either way, you're going to get a boost in your metabolism, which is going to help all day long. Now this episode might seem like one big long one because everything kind of coincides together, you know, the control and the tips and the eating and your exercise. The one thing that's going to be a little standalone is when we get into training, because we're going to talk about stretching and how important it is. And this is one of those things that's really easy to do when you're in the car or you're sitting somewhere. Um, nobody can even tell sometimes when you are stretching, but it's important to, you know, keep those muscles pliable especially during times of stress. So that's going to be probably the only odd man out in this episode as far as not having to do completely with holiday time. Because of course you should be stretching all the time. Alright, so on to the thing that you've been waiting for is the top 10 list. Remember when we always used to be so excited to get that? Um, I'm going to take them from 10 to 1 as far as the order of importance, but you know, realistically, they're all pretty important and you might have some items that you think are even different order than what I've put them in and that's fine too. So number 10 would be to practice healthy holiday cooking or practice healthy holiday eating. Um, one of the tips that I saw online was to bring your own healthy food dish, which, ooh, I don't know, sometimes you can do that and sometimes you can't. So it just depends on the people that you're um, having dinner with or, or whatever. Uh, even if you are having dinner with anyone nowadays uh, with COVID, I don't know. We all might just be doing our own Thanksgiving thing and so it doesn't matter because then you're completely in control of whatever you're cooking. Therefore, whatever you're eating is going to be healthy. 
Now the same thing kind of applies to uh, number nine. It's basically to look at the different foods that are available and kind of pick and choose before you put anything on your plate. You know, because you hate when you pick a couple of things and then you get to the end of the line or, or the last serving or whatever it is and you're like, oh, wow, I wish I had more room to put that on my plate instead of this. So take a browse first. You know, evaluate. You're in control. You're, nobody's forcing you to take everything. So go through and take a look and try to think of a game plan for yourself as far as the type of balanced plate that you want to have. And an important thing here, which we're going to talk about in another one of the numbers, is that just because it's there on your plate doesn't mean you have to eat it. You know, if you realize you took too many mashed potatoes, it doesn't mean you have to eat them all. I know, I know, probably you're going to get yelled at by mom or auntie that, you know, you didn't eat all your stuff, whatever. Oh, you can just say it was wonderful. I just, I'm so full. Everything's so beautiful and wonderful. You know, just compliments will pretty much get you everywhere. Number eight is don't skip meals. Don't skip your breakfast and lunch because you're going to have an early dinner or a big dinner because again, you're shutting down your metabolism and that's not what you want. You don't want that whole big meal to be saved by your body for future fat stores. You want it to be utilized. So you might have to, again, plan your snacks. Don't go to a party on an empty stomach because obviously then you're going to eat more, but you're also going to mess up your metabolism. So make sure that you have your regular meals every four hours, five hours, or snacks, whatever combination there is, so that you keep your metabolism rolling. And then when you get to that meal, yeah, you might eat a little bit something different or maybe a little bit more, but it's not going to be as detrimental as not eating at all until you get to that particular point. Number seven is water. And that means not only drink a lot of water because of course that's healthy for you, but also because cravings can actually be dehydration. So your body might be trying to tell you that it needs more water, but you're not recognizing it and you just think it's craving something. So a good idea is always to have a glass of water for every maybe alcoholic beverage that you have if you're having some, or maybe at the end of each meal. Um, always try to get that water in at some point because also it'll make you feel more full and might help prevent you from eating too much. Um, either way, it's a good thing to have in you. I know sometimes it could be hard when it's cold outside, but um, I'm sure you can figure something out or just drink it down real quick and uh, be done with it knowing that you're doing a good healthy thing for your body in more ways than one. Now we talked about having a plan and number six is to make a plan and that's make a plan for your food because these are all basically nutrition tips. Make a plan for how you're going to eat. Make sure you eat slowly. You might play a little game with yourself and say, okay, for every two bites, I'm going to put my fork down or for every five bites, whatever, or I don't know, I'm going to drink some water. Basically make a plan. Maybe it might just be as simple as saying, okay, I'm only going to put this, that, and the other thing on my plate and I'm only going to eat three quarters of it or half of it or whatever. Um, maybe even make it a plan to leave a little bit of certain things, maybe the higher carb, higher fat things, leave just a little bit on your plate. Um, so you make yourself a challenge, whether it's your timing and how slowly you eat or putting the fork down every now and then or drinking in between, whatever, have an idea of something that's going to help you 
stay true to whatever your nutrition goals were for that day. Now, number five, and I sure hope I'm counting these correctly. If not, forgive me. Uh, number five is to eat until you're satisfied, not stuffed. Now, yes, that goes in hand in hand with the making a plan. It also goes together with the moderation that a lot of people preach. Um, the main thing is that you don't want to be overstuffed. You can fill yourself up with water, that's fine, but you don't want to have that, that bloated, disgusting, oh my God, I ate too much feeling. Maybe even remind yourself that, oh, last holiday time I did that and it was horrible. So think of the consequences of eating too much, not just in the fact that you might gain weight, but the fact that you're not going to feel really good either. And very important thing to remember is that most of these foods you will see again. They are, they are not going to disappear from the earth, okay? Maybe something that's super special like, you know, grandma's uh, chocolate squares. Yes, have one of them, not a whole plate. But uh, pretty much everything else is still going to be there after you reach your fitness goal. And it, you really do have to be a little more strict if you're trying to get to a specific goal in a certain amount of time. If you're just trying to be healthy and maintain, then yeah, you can let loose a little bit more. You can have a little bit uh, extra treats and things like that uh, because you're actually more along the lines of maintaining and your metabolism is already accustomed to your body. And so it's not going to really backfire and, and freeze up like it would if you're still trying to get to your goal. So number uh, four is love it or leave it. And that comes uh, in handy when you're looking at that whole slew of foods that you need to choose from and say, well, if I really don't like it that much, eh, don't have to put it on my plate. Uh, and I know sometimes there's those families where you have to have everything on your plate, then just put a little bit to, to make Aunt Susie happy, you know, and move it around, make it look like you ate some, whatever. But if it's something that you don't like, don't put it on your plate, then you won't be tempted to eat it. Now this kind of gets away from nutrition, but the number three in our top 10 is to plan time for exercise and to move more. And we already talked about that as far as parking far away. You could certainly do that if you're going to the relative's house. You don't have to park right in front of their house. Uh, a lot of times you can park down the street. They might think you're kind of weird, but you can just say, hey, I'm trying to move more and stay active and it's good for me. And they'll say, wow, you're really smart. So plan some time for exercise. Try to get your body moving more. Look for ways that you can do that. And again, even if it's just five or 10 minutes of a relaxation stretch, or is something as simple as a couple of squats, like 10 squats or some lunges or some curls. I mean, by now, I think everybody's got something in their house that they can use for some sort of resistance. And if not, your body weight does just fine and do a couple of things. So make that exercise fit into the day, not the other way around. Now, the number two of the top 10 is to be realistic and realize that this could be just a short, sweet, one-day splurge. It's not a full-on pig fest. It's like, okay, I'll have a couple of things I wouldn't normally have. It's just one day. It's not the end of the world. No, I'm not going to take the pumpkin pie home, but you know, you might want to, but have a slice. Don't take it home. All right. So again, not the last time you'll ever see pumpkin pie. It'll be time to have plenty of it when you reach your goal. And the number one tip 
you need to focus on this holiday season is taking the focus off of food. Change your focus. Don't think about the food. Think about what you should be doing, having conversations, getting to be caught up with other people or just getting to know new people. Um, think also to have a few questions in your head before you go somewhere. You know, sometimes we don't like that awkward silence, so we shove things in our mouth. Well, why not have some bizarre question that you can ask somebody, I don't know, let's see. Like if you had a tail, and I've actually done this one in my class, I've asked people, if you had a tail, what kind of tail would it be? Would it be a long skinny one, a short-haired tail? Would it be a, a, a bunny-looking tail that's all poofy like a cotton ball? Would it be a long wavy one like an Irish setter? You know, what kind of tail would you have? Just things that make people think um, different than they normally would. And I'm sure you can Google it and find a ton of different questions. But you know, having something that you can kind of liven up the conversation with will definitely help take the focus away from food and hopefully away from your hands too and shoving something in your mouth because you have to talk to people. So remember that the holidays are about, yes, spending time with family or maybe even just your own reflective time if you don't have any family or if you don't have a large family. And I know in my case, I'm probably going to be cleaning out the garage and the house because to be honest with you, since my dad passed away, there's really no reason uh, for us to celebrate a whole lot of stuff. Um, then the only sibling I have uh, made things really awful after my dad passed, so we'll, we'll never speak again. So anyways, I'll be doing uh, productive things, of course, but... Uh, so if you're in that category where you really don't have anybody to spend it with, do something productive and know that, hey, I'm right there with you. Um, my daughter's actually at her dad's. He moved out of this state, so she's there celebrating because all their family's going to be there, and, that, and, that's, and that's great. Um, I have some responsibilities here, so I couldn't go with her, but, um, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's one day. And I think we tend to forget what these holidays are about. They're about being grateful, being thankful, you know, showing gratitude and just being appreciative of what you have. Because sure, you know, you could always have things better. Um, they could always be worse. And that's something I've been telling myself for a long time. Um, sometimes things seem really, really bad. Uh, and I just remind myself, yeah, could be better. It could be a lot worse too. So you know, show some gratitude, be appreciative of where you are right now. And one thing I'll throw in here that I think sometimes people get really depressed because they look on social media and everybody looks all perfect and blah blah blah. And you know what? 99% of it is not real. I mean everybody's like look pretty for the picture so we can show everybody how great we are. And you know what? That's not necessarily everybody's life. And on top of that, a lot of times you think the grass is greener somewhere else, but I think as we get older we realize it's not. And most of the time people don't post their bad days on social media, so you're never going to see that. But everybody does have some, some bad days and some weird situations and a whole bunch of things. So everybody's dealing with their own stuff, so be grateful that you have just your stuff to deal with and not everybody else's. Anyway, I hope the top 10 list helps you out with whatever situations you go into for this holiday season. Remember, it's not just this month, it's also next month and kind of January and maybe even February because it's, you know, Super Bowl month. So, you know, this could go on for a while. They're all good tips to use. Now, let's go back to training and talk about stretching. So before you just hit stop, 
listen to this part about stretching because it's really important. Your, your posture is what affects your body the most. And when we're all on the computer or driving or cooking um, or doing different things with our hands, we tend to slouch. And that slouching not only puts more stress on your muscles, but it also makes you look, well, thicker in the waist. So by having a straighter posture, pulling your shoulders back and down, like you'll hear me say in every single exercise we do at Quick Fit Club, it's almost hopefully gonna sink into the back of your head, but pulling those shoulder blades back and down, standing tall automatically gives you a smaller waist. So number one, having the good posture is gonna make you look better. Number two, it's gonna make your muscles work more efficiently, like they're designed to work. They're not designed to have your shoulders rolling forward. You know, your back is meant to pull your shoulders back and to hold your body upright so that your spine is straight. How often do you find yourself with your spine kind of curled over? So think about that. And when, you, when you're in that position, how much stress that's putting on the different muscles that are not doing their jobs properly. So stopping every now and then, if you're on the computer or if you're cooking or if you're doing writing, a lot of writing or reading, anything to the front of you and straighten up, pull those shoulders back a couple of times. One of the favorite things I do is actually in the car, push my head back against the headrest and count to 10 or more, just depends. And just feeling those muscles in the back of my neck engage and also the, even the ones across my upper back feels really good because you know what? they're finally in the place they're supposed to be. They're like, yay, we're, we're actually working like we're supposed to. And it feels really good. So give that a try. Anytime you're at a stoplight or something, just gently push the head straight back. Don't look up, keep looking straight ahead, but just give it a gentle push against that headrest. Um, the other reason why that's good to do in the car is because it'll make you look like you have a triple chin and look really funny. So we you know, definitely don't want people to see that but we do want to feel better in the neck. So that's always a good tip there. But your stretching, and that would be considered a type of stretch, is important for those muscles to stay loose. And you know, we talked about going ahead and getting a little bit in here or there. Well, if you're walking a distance, you could also stretch at the same time. Um, there's a stretch sheet that I'm gonna stick up on the fitgirlpodcast.com site for you to download, a couple of really simple stretches. Um, there's also, like I said, the signature stretch at Quick Fit Club, and that is free. That's mostly lower body, but uh, the other ones I'm going to put up there are upper body because those are important not only to help you with your posture, because if the front of you is looser and the back of you is stronger, posture is going to be very easy and not an issue, and then you're going to look great all the time. The other reason why you want to continue with these stretches is because your neck and your lower back will then become your friends because most of our stress goes through the neck and the lower back. So if one's tight, the other's probably going to be tight too. So taking time to do a couple of stretches is going to be so much more beneficial than waiting a month and trying to do as many stretches as you know in two hours. That's just not really going to help. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on, on it this time, but there were some articles and things and some controversies about static stretching. And that's when you basically just hold your stretch. And they were saying, well, it, it reduces your power output when you're doing a, a sports performance, so it's bad. And, you know, what it boils down to is that the stretching is good anytime. If you're going to be doing some sort of strength 
performance or a sports performance or some sort of peak training, then you're going to want to do more of a dynamic warm-up than a static stretching. So you might want to do your static stretching either at the end of your workout or on non-workout days. Now, a dynamic warm-up is probably something you've been doing already without knowing it. It's basically doing a couple of light, light sets or just going through the motions using the movement of your body to get your body warmed up. So for example, you might just do 10 squats to start getting that lower body warmed up. And then you might do five or six alternating front lunges to get the body warmed up. Okay, so then, yeah, legs are perfectly warmed up ready to stretch. So that's not the dynamic stretching. You've already warmed them up through those ranges of motion. And so now they're ready for maybe a little bit of extra stretch. But I think in most people's cases, we're not going for some sort of Olympic record. So the most important part is to get the stretching done. Now, personally, I like to get my stretching done in between sets because we have to rest and I tend not to rest enough. So that kind of slows me down. Um, in this scenario, it might not be optimal, but you know what? It's when I'm going to get it done and my muscles are already pliable and they're warm. So I find it most effective then and time saving as well. So, you know, maybe I'm not going to bench press 400 pounds that day, which I probably wouldn't anyway, but you get the idea. It's not really going to be that much detrimental to my workout. So don't get caught up in the this is good, that's bad kind of thing because it's, it's all good. Um, some things are maybe a little bit better for certain populations, you know, as far as athletes go. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, stretching just like your exercise, if it's done correctly, is all good. And one last thing, I was working on something. I was hoping to get it launched before Thanksgiving, but it looks like it's going to be after. It's a 14-day makeover. So if you are on the list getting emails about this podcast, then you'll get some notification of that. If you're not, then you're going to want to sign up at the top of the podcast page. There's a spot there for the newsletter. And then that way, as soon as it's ready, I can send you out that information. I've also been testing some live classes uh, via Zoom, so I want to let you know about those and what times they are so that you can give me your feedback on them and I can fine-tune everything. And these classes are about a half an hour and I've actually been doing them at the gym that I work for quite some time now and getting some really good results because they get you tone, drop weight, uh, work on the balance too. Um, but it's a combination of strength training, interval training, plyometrics, although don't worry if you don't have to jump if you don't want to. Um, and it's basically a great workout because there's different levels. So if you're a beginner, you can start at level one. You can try a little bit of level two and go back down to one or up to level three. And so basically you can really see how your progression is going by the fact that you can actually do a little more on the second level and then the third level. But like anything, there was a little bit of uh, technical difficulties at the beginning, and that's the part that I need to make sure we can get kind of ironed out. Um, so again, if you are interested in that and have not received an email, I haven't sent them out yet, so you shouldn't have. But if you want a little heads up on it, um, sign up for the newsletter or just send me an email uh, at any one of the emails, uh, Kira at FitGirl podcast.com is one of them. Um, you'll see them on the various sites, but anyways, I check them all. So uh, I can give you a kind of a, a pre heads up, heads up, maybe, uh, maybe test some of the ones that I know might not be perfect. Uh, so anyways, if you want to be a tester person, send me an email.
In the meantime, make sure you go subscribe to Strong and Powerful Podcast because that's where the majority of our motivation information is going to be. And it's available in pretty much every podcatcher. All you have to do is uh, use the search function and type in Strong and Powerful and it usually comes up right there under podcasts. So subscribe to that, like it away, give me some reviews, help me out there. And I know I've given you some good information to help you survive the holidays with this podcast and only more good stuff to come. Now, I swear I heard some little weird clicking going on during parts of this podcast. I don't know why I wasn't moving. Nothing was making noise except for maybe the dog, but it didn't sound like that. So I don't know, either I'm hearing things um, or there was something there. So let me know if you heard it too. All right. It's not me smacking my lips because it kind of sounds like that, but that's not what it was either. So I have no idea anymore. Nothing ever seems to go easily anymore. So, oh, well. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.